I want to spit on his grave, but I won't. That would cause the surrounding people to be offended and confused. All these people who didn't truly know him but honor him at this service. I hold my frame as stiff as a board beneath the dark, rumbling sky of churning clouds. The perfect weather to send him off. Twisting my buttons, I try to make them all point in the same direction. It's a trivial thing to be focused on at a gravesite, but my obsessiveness won't allow me to stop until I fix them all. I guess most people would be sad attending two family members' funerals so close together. I'm not. We buried Grandfather Leonard not long ago. I didn't cry. I didn't know him. I didn't know what I was missing by not knowing him. I don't have any grandparents on my mother's side either. I wasn't his real grandchild anyway. And he never fussed over his own children, so why would he fuss over their children? I'm wearing the same black dress. My black hat covers my long blonde hair, fashioned into a bun. A veil conceals my face. I'm not crying for the loss of this man either. But no one can tell. Another rumble of thunder sounds before lightning crackles and splits the clouds. It seems appropriate that the sky swells up and spits on him for me. The pearly gates will not open to welcome him. No, he will not spend a single moment of eternity in a peaceful state. There is no open casket, no public viewing. The authorities recovered his boat with evidence of some blood, a few strands of hair, and empty alcohol bottles. It was a logical conclusion that he bumped his head and went into the water. They didn't recover his body. Too bad. I may find some morbid sense of satisfaction seeing him laying there in a coffin dead. This ceremony over an empty grave seems strange. Among all these tearful people mourning and sharing embraces, I separate myself and look at them. I can see the fear in some of their faces. He died at a young age and they're afraid of death. I scan the cemetery. So many headstones, so many graves. They all contain secrets, even the empty ones. I stand alone, twisting these buttons, counting the reasons I'm glad he's dead. How far can a person's memory reach? I search, willing myself to find an earlier memory, but always come up with the same. I must have others. But when I replay my past, it freezes there and repeats like a stuttering compact disc at around the age of three. It was an early fall day in this memory. Warm sunshine heated the top of my head, which made the breeze feel cooler on my cheeks. Brilliantly clear skies stretched above me as far as I could see. Puffy white clouds that I viewed as different animals. Works of art arranged across the blue canvas, marched away into the distance. Vibrant colored leaves swirled through the air, sailed in circles, landed at my feet, and were picked up again to float like orange, red, and yellow butterflies to a new perch. One could mistake this for a good memory, a peaceful memory. Behind the pretty facade lays the ugliness of the true event, the beginning of the end. Colors and sunshine are vivid, but the rest of the memory is dim and vague, fuzzy. I may prefer that. Taking my hand, he led me to a small, dark, quiet room. 
I felt anticipation, excitement, perhaps a surprise. I heard a strange noise. My stomach felt sick. It feels the same now as I recall the moment. I didn't understand what was happening. I turned to run. I wanted my mom, but I was pulled back. I'd gagged, coughed, and choked. I was yanked out into the light and pulled to the bathroom. My mom came then, and I felt a sense of relief.